everyone. This is Sarah with another episode of Corn Fed Witch. I hope you're prepared for another 20 or 30 minutes of witchery and kind of bullshit. Well, not really bullshit. Eh, there's always a little bit of bullshit somewhere in life. Anyway, so what we're discussing today, since it's nearing February, and February 1st is a holiday, at least in the Wiccan tradition. It's called Imbolc. It is basically the holiday that Groundhog Day stems from. A lot of weather predictions happen here. I just give a kind of a oh, background. I'm looking at the Wikipedia here. It's a traditional Gaelic festival marking the beginning of spring. It's held on the 1st of February, or about halfway between the winter solstice and spring equinox. Historically, it was widely observed throughout Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. So, and it's also, also associated with the goddess Bridget, or Breed. And, you know, the, the one that was Christianized and made a saint. And was turned into the festival of St. Breed. You're gonna see bridge, bridge, or ah, you're gonna see crosses made out of I think corn husks or hay or what have you. Well, not corn husks. Uh, you're gonna see the breed cross, and you're gonna see some bas baskets or mangers made to be a bed for the goddess breed. I'm just scrolling down here. And before going to bed, people will leave items of clothing or strips or cloth outside for a breed the breast. The blasts, I'm sorry. Ashes from the fire will be raked smooth in the morning. They would look for some kind of mark in the ashes as a sign that breed when visited. The cloths or strips of cloth will be brought inside beliefs to now have powers of healing and protection. Ah, oh, here it is. The cross is made from reeds or rushes and decorated. And it, it was a tradition, traditionally a time of weather divination. And the old tradition of watching to see if serpents or badgers came from their winter dens may have been uh, an ancestor to the North American Groundhog Day. Do, do, do. Just trying to give you a brief introduction before we get into our rituals and all that. It is one of the eight Sabbaths in the wheel of the year, following midwinter, which is a winter solstice or Yule, and preceding Ostara and Wicca. And Bulk is commonly associated with the goddess breed and is such sometimes seen as a women's holiday with specific rights only for female members of a coven. Among Dianic Wiccans, now correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not privy to their oath-bound stuff, and Bulk is a traditional time for initiations. It's also called Candlemas, Groundhog Day, etc. And I will be spending it this year watching the Super Bowl. I hope the 49ers win. I'm not a big fan of the Chiefs, never have been. I'm a Broncos fan. None of my teams have made it to the Super Bowl. So this holiday, with your brief introduction, is pretty major. Uh, well, it's not as major as Samhain, but it's gonna gonna be hard to top that or Yule. 
So, a lot of times people focus on the birth of the light and bringing back the flames and bringing forth the light back into their lives. They're coming out of the darkness and we have a little bit of winter left, but it's slowly getting there. We are getting the light. So, I am going to take a ritual from Everyday Witch Book of Rituals by Deborah Blake. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, this is one that's for specifically in bulk. In bulk, which is the origin of the secular holiday of Groundhog's Day, is observed on February 2nd and celebrates the first stirrings of spring far below the surface of the earth. Although the Sabbath itself takes place in the midst of winter, it looks forward to the coming season with hope and is a good time to start planning your goals for the year, both practical and magical. I like to think of Imbolc as the time when we start to come out of hibernation, taking our first slow steps out of the dark and quiet as we prepare to become more active when we, along with the rest of the world, are reborn at spring. <clears throat> so the tools you need are a white cloak, blanket, sheet, or cloth large enough to fit a person under. Tea light, tea light candles in a fireproof cauldron or on a plate, enough for each person taking part to have one. A bell, gong, or drum. A sage smudge stick, or if you don't use sage, really any purifying herb will work. Altar table and a cloth to cover it, and another small table if desired. Four quarter candles, one each of yellow, blue, red, and green, or four white. Goddess and God candles, cream and yellow, silver and gold, or both white or yellow. Coffees is a spell for everyone taking part. Matches in a candle snuffer. <coughs> Excuse me. Cakes and ale. Milk and dairy products are hallmarks of the holiday, so you may want to have cheese or cheesecake. Otherwise, usual bread and wine, ale, juice are fine. Optional large feather. Optional athame or wand. Optional quiet background music like drumming or flute. Optional speaking stick. Optional oil or for anointing. Before starting, place the cloth. Bah, place the cloth you'll be using in a heap in the middle of the circle. The cauldron and plate with tea lights should be placed on the altar or another small table nearby, along with some, some matches. The bell drum or bell or drum can be on or near the altar. Note: Even if you do not live in a cold climate. The energy of winter is slower and less vibrant, so this ritual will still be helpful. If desired, you can have people process into the circle, start on the outside, and go in the circle one by one, usually down a path or from another room, and then be anointed by a member of the group as they enter the circle. If so, the greeter should say something like, Welcome and blessed be, or welcome to our in-bulk celebration. If you want to be more traditional, the greeter can ask, How do you enter the circle? To which the participant will reply, imperfect love and perfect trust. Otherwise, simply have everyone assemble in the circle. If you have particular people picked out to lead or call quarters, they should stand in the appropriate spots. I find it helpful to hand each one a slip of paper with the quarter call written out on it, unless you are making them up as you go, which many groups find more rewarding. Everyone should be given a copy of the spell. Cleanse and consecrate the circle and those within it by having someone walk around the outside of the space with the smudge stick. You can use a large feather to waft the smoke inward. I recommend not doing that if you're not Native American, but to each their own. 
or pass the sage from person to person clockwise around the circle. Each person should then waft the smoke over themselves from feet to head. Now you can use your hands, just don't use a feather. Cast a circle. The HPS or HP, which are high priestess or high priest, can walk around the circle clockwise and point an athame wand or finger, finger towards the ground, saying, I cast a circle round and round from earth to the sky, from sky to the ground. I conjure now this sacred space outside of time, outside of place. The circle is cast, we are between the worlds. Alternately, circle can be cast hand to hand, in which case the leader takes the hand of the person to his or her left, or their left, and says, I cast a circle hand to hand. That person then takes the hand of the person to his or her left, or their left, and this is repeated around the circle until all are holding hands. Then the HBS or HP will say, The circle is cast, we are between the worlds. Call the quarters. This can be done by one person or by four. Face the proper corner or quarter and point in that direction with affirming a finger. All present should also turn and point in that direction. Our people can hold their hands up, palms open to receive the energy. East, I call the watchtower of the east, power of air, to come to this circle, bringing the invigorating winter breezes that herald the coming of spring, but yellow candle. South. I call the watchtower of the south to power of fire to come to the circle with the light of the returning sun. Light red candle. West. I call the watchtower of the west to power of water to come to this circle and wash away the sleepy winter energy that holds us back. Light blue candle. North. I call the watchtower of the north the power of earth to come to this circle with the strength, the falling ground beneath our feet, and all the potential that lies there as yet unseen. Light green candle. HPS, such HP invokes the goddess by raising arms to the sky and saying, Great goddess, you who are the light of the darkness and the warmth during the cold, we welcome you to our in bulk celebration. Light goddess candle, HPS or HP, invokes a god by raising arms to the sky, hands may form the horn god sign by folding down three middle fingers, leaving pinky and thumb pointed up. Insane, great god. Lord of the Sun, we worship, or we welcome your gradual return and welcome you to our in bulk celebration. Light God, God Candle. HPS, or HP Sabbath Introduction. We have gathered here to celebrate in bulk as we follow the wheel of the year. We know that all things must wax and wane in their time. The quiet time of winter will end eventually, and so we prepare ourselves to re enter the world in more active ways. Refreshed by our dark times hibernation, as we celebrate the first subtle stirrings of life beneath the ground. So we start to emerge from our own wintry sleep and make plans for the year to come. HPS or HP gestures to the cloth. This cloth represents the metaphorical cave of the old. Of, I'm sorry, metaphorical cave of the cold dark days. A place of quiet introspection and renewal. You will each take a turn to go inside and spend a few minutes resting and planning. When you are under the cloth, think about your most Important goals for the year that comes, mundane or magical, or both. And when you are ready, emerge and light a candle to represent the things you hope to achieve in, your, in the year ahead. Share them aloud. If you wish, or keep them in your heart. Optional start music. HPS or HP goes to stand by the altar, and as each person emerges from the under the cloth, 
he or she will ring the bell or beat the drum. Otherwise, there should be a meditative silence. Go around the clock in the circle clockwise until everyone has a turn. The HPS slash HP will go last. The HPS or HP we have says we have traveled together from the darkness into the light, and now we will use the energy that journey created to send their plans from the coming year into the universe while they will blossom and grow with the spring flowers. Sorry, I had to get a drink. Everyone reads the following spell together. Out of the dirt and out of the dark, I shine with the light of the sun. Out of the cold and the slow winter pace, New Year's path has begun. Energy grows, light does return, brighter and brighter each day. All of my plants will bloom with the flowers, and spring comes back for a stay. All chat, so mode it be. Pass cakes and ale. HPS, HP, blesses cakes, saying, Bless these cakes, a gift of the gods who provide food and sustenance for both body and soul. Pass clockwise around circle. HPS, HP, blesses ale, saying, Bless this drink so that it may symbolize the sweetness of our lives. Pass clockwise around circle. Optional, pass speaking stick, and let each person have a moment to speak. Dismiss the quarters. Each person who called a quarter should dismiss it, starting with the north, then west, south, and east. Say power of blank, I thank you for your attendance in our circle. Stay if you will, go if you must, and perfect love and perfect trust. So let it be. Snuff out candle. Thank the God and Goddess. HBS or HP says, Great God, we thank you for our strength, for your strength and energy. Shared with us this day in the sacred space. Snuff out candle. Great Goddess, we thank you for your wisdom and love shared with us this day in the sacred space. Snuff out the candle. Open the circle. If the circle is cast hand in hand, also gra all should grasp hands and then release with a yell, throwing their hands up into the air. The HPS or HP can also formally walk counterclockwise around the outside of the circle, reversing his or her actions, casting the circle. Otherwise, HPS or HP simply says, the circle is open but never broken. Mary meet, Mary part, and Mary meet again. So that was an Imbol crystal that you can use from Deborah Blake in her Everyday Witch, of, Everyday Witch Book of Rituals. Go and check it out. It is amazing. All right. So onward, stallions, who are correspondences of the week. So I'm going to start with the, with the crystal. And I chose agate. More in particular, moss agate. So let me go ahead and, <coughs> excuse me, and begin. So agate, regular agate is known as red agate or blood agate. Energy is various. Plant is mercury, generally speaking. Deity is ascoop. Ace, cool up, yes. And its powers of strength, courage, longevity, guarding love, healing, protection. Magical uses. In general, the agate is utilized in spells and magical rituals involving strength, bravery, longevity, and so on. Worn on the arm or carried around while guarding 
gardening. The agate increases your plant's fertility and ensures a bountiful crop of healthy flowers. Moss agate looks thought to be the best suited for this. As far as agates can be planted in the garden to promote abundance of small agates hung on trees and increase their yield. Ancient Rome, an agate worn in the ring on the hand or bound to the left arm, ensured the favor of the vegetative, vegetative deities who caused the earth to be fruitful. The stone often utilized in love spells. Agate is also worn to avoid envious thoughts and to remove spite. In other words, it, it may... In other words, to make us were amiable and agreeable. Spite has no place in the search for love. There's also worn as a truth amulet to ensure that your words are pure and also to ensure the in favors I'm sorry, to ensure favors from powerful persons. Agate jewelry is given to children to be worn as protective amulets. Agate is thought to be particularly useful in preventing children from falling. It's also worn by adults and to avoid stumbling. An agate held in the mouth relieves thirst. It was once used to reduce fevers by applying it to the forehead. Held in the hand, the agate calms and refreshes the body and helps it heal minor health problems. Agates were popular talismans in the Middle East to ensure the healthy state of the blood. In ancient Britain, they were worn to guard against skin diseases. Triangular shaped Agates were used in Syria to avert intestinal problems. In ceremonial magic, agates were engraved serpents or men riding on snakes, worn as an amulet as magical jewel, prevented snakes, scorpions, insect bites, and stings. The agate is sometimes used in protective spells and rituals. It was once thought to be a sovereign guard against sorcery, demons, and fiendish possession. In Asia, agates were used much as quartz crystal is today. To ascertain future trends, the scryer gazed at the markings on the stone, allowing the deep mind to project, project its psychic influences on the conscious mind. The numerous types of agate, vaguely distinguishable by color or markings, are used in various types of magic. So that is a general background for agate. There's a list of of different types of agates. I, since it's in bulk, I chose moss agate. G's receptive is elements, earth. Due to its curious markings, which suggest moss or trees, the moss agate is a, a special gardener's talisman. I'm sorry. The moss agate is a, a special gardener's talisman. It is worn to relieve a stiff neck, to lend energy to the depleted, for healing purposes. It is also used in spells involving riches, happiness, and long life. Wear this stone to make new friends and discover treasure. <coughs> Excuse me. And that came from Pineham's Encyclopedia of Crystal Gem and Metal Magic. Which I'll probably reference agate again. It's pretty versatile. And for our herb of the week... Once again, chose something associated with in bulk, which is violet. So, folk names are blue violet or sweet violet. Those are really creative. Planet is Venus, its element is water, and it's associated with Venus. 
Powers include protection, luck, love, lust, wishes, peace, healing. When the flowers are carried, they, are, they offer protection against wicked spirits. Which are wicked spirits, I assume. And bring changes in luck and fortune. Mixed with lavender, they are a powerful love stimulant and also aroused lust. If you got a first violet in the spring, your dearest wish will be granted. Ancient, I am so sorry, I just got a notification. Ancient Greeks wore the, wore the violet to calm tempers and to induce sleep. Violets fashioned into a chaplet and placed on the head cure headaches and dizziness. And the leaves worn in a green sachet help wounds to heal and prevent evil spirits from making the wounds worse. Which makes is a per, that's from Kate Hampton's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, and Violet is a, appropriate for Saint Breed's Day, which is in bulk, as it deals with healing, and and spring and all that jazz. So, I wanted to include or start a new. A new segment, which is where I focus on a tarot card and go through each of the different, like, major arcana, minor arcana, and the different suits. So today I'm going to start with zero, which is the fool. And I'm going to be referencing um, Biddy Tarot, which is pretty popular for beginners, as well as maybe some Kabbalic. But basically, oh, and this is great! Because the fool is associated with beginnings, and we're just beginning a new segment. So it's zero. It's un means un the description is un. I'm just gonna read this here because apparently I can't speak. And just as a background, I don't I don't read reversals in my personal practice, but a lot of people do. Usually they read it as like the opposite of what the positive of what the upright means. So the Fool is numbered zero, the number of unlimited potential, and so does not have a specific place in the sequence of tarot cards. The Fool can be placed either at the beginning of the Major Arcana or at the end. The Major Arcana is often considered the Fool's journey through life, and as such, he has ever-presence and therefore needs no number. On the Fool tarot card, this is the rider weight, of course, a young man stands on the edge of a cliff without a care in the world as he sets out on a new adventure. He has gained upwards towards the sky and the universe. And seemingly unaware that he is about to skip off a precipice into the unknown. Over his shoulder rests a modest knapsack containing everything he needs, which isn't much. Let's say he's a minimalist. A white rose on his hand, on his left hand, represents his purity and innocence. And at his feet is a small white dog, representing loyalty and protection. That encourages him to charge forward and learn the lessons he came to learn. The mountains behind the fool symbolizes the, symbolize the challenges yet to come. They are forever present, but the fool doesn't care about them right now. He's more focused on starting his expedition. And Kabbalah is also associated with Kiefer, which is that the height of the universe is what you, divine enlightenment. It's something you strive to be. A lot of people who attain Kiefer, that plane of existence on the tree of life and that Sephiroth or Sephira. No, Sephira. Oh well, I'm getting pronunciation wrong. So when they attain it, they're often thought of as being fools because they're insane. Well, they're thought of as insane because 
like once you achieve enlightenment, you're, I guess you get weirder. People just don't understand, but you will understand the universe. So it's really, it's really good. It symbolizes new beginnings when it's upright. Um, once again, I don't really care if it's reverse or not, just because that's my personal practice. Now, it a lot of times in readings, it will show up as a new beginning. And if you're wanting to know if you should start a project and you get the fool, that's a good indicator that you should start it. Go and do the thing. And a lot of times, um, if it's reverse, it you may have thought of a new project. You aren't ready to like to put it in the motion, and you may be fearing the unknown and have a lot of anxiety associated with the new beginning. So that is the the fool in a nutshell. I I am looking forward to this new segment. I love the tarot. I also do tarot readings on my Etsy shop and on my Patreon. You can find me at, at CornFedWitch on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email me your witchy stories and such at CornFedWitch at gmail.com. Once again, this is Sarah, and it's been a rocking good time. And I hope you have a blessed week and a happy in bulk.